Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 101. Exactly how to figure out what diet is right for you. Part 1 by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Health Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in health, fitness, and nutrition five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dr. Neil Malek. Hello, wishing you a very happy Monday. Welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is Dr. Neil, where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web. Today, we have another post from Ben Greenfield of Ben Greenfield Fitness. Before we get into the post, we actually have two big but quick announcements. One is that our podcast network is growing. My brother Justin and his good friend Lee have added a fourth podcast where they'll take turns reading from entrepreneurial blogs. It just went live, so definitely check it out and subscribe. Just search for Optimal Startup Daily. Even if you're not a business owner yourself, you can listen to episode zero to hear the story about how all four of our podcasts came to be. But if you are an entrepreneur, make sure you subscribe. The authors on that show are really good. The second announcement is that two weeks from today, on December 19th, I will be a guest on the Brian Copeland Show on KGO Radio in San Francisco. Every Monday, they have a segment called Motivation Monday, where they feature a guest to give listeners tips on how to improve their lives. One of their producers just happened to catch this podcast and asked yours truly to be a guest. So it's really exciting. The interview will take place between 3 and 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, that's on Monday, December 19th. Check out Brian Copeland's website at briancopeland.com for more information. That's it for now. I promised I would keep this short. Let's jump right into today's post and start optimizing your life. Exactly How to Figure Out What Diet is Right for You, Part 1, by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. We've all been there. A giddy chat with your neighbor who dropped 15 pounds by nixing starches and sugar. A trim shadow of his former self-coworker who's raving about the plant-based diet he's been on since June. An email from your olive oil evangelizing sister who swears she feels 10 years younger after switching to a Mediterranean diet. Internet buzz around the fat-busting potential of whole grains, right next to more buzz about wheat's nefarious role in obesity. Dozens of diet books claiming they're the last one you'll ever need, and each one preaching something wildly, irreconcilably different from the next. Is it any wonder so many people give up learning about this diet stuff almost as soon as they begin? My own story was the same. Cutting through the confusion, there's no one-size-fits-all diet, and here's proof. 
After spending a decade sliding from vegetarianism to veganism to raw veganism, I witnessed a fair bit of, quote, miraculous success within the plant-based community. Though the journey left my own body tooth decayed, deficient, and voluntarily swaddled in ski jackets and weather below 70 degrees. When I finally forayed beyond the plant kingdom to save my own health and regain some semblance of body heat, I was greeted with more of the same, glowing successes on paleo mixed with stranding others on a blood sugar roller coaster, experts wagging a finger at fat, grains, carbs, sugar, fructose, dairy, animal protein, and any other villain du jour an attempt to explain our modern health woes. None of it made sense. How could people embark on such wildly different diets and achieve similar success, or similar failure for that matter? How could one person feel better cutting out meat and another feel fabulous eating it with every meal? Why couldn't the experts even agree on what we should be putting in our mouths? Answering those questions has fueled my own research adventures over the years, both to satisfy my curiosity and to save my sanity. Maybe you're in the same boat, and if that's the case, I'd like to help navigate this crazy ship to shore. Believe it or not, there's a reason confusion reigns supreme. And it's not because we still need to figure out the precise number of daily blueberries and spinach leaves it'd take to reach immortality. Rather, it's because the dietary holy grail, that creature so many authors, health gurus, and nutritional self-experimenters are vying to capture, the single diet that would give all of us rockin' bodies and a centenarian lifespan, is a mythical beast. A unicorn of sorts, prancing through our imaginations, but not through reality. As great as it would be to find a, quote, human species diet perfect for everyone on the planet, it's a futile quest. And here's why. A legacy of diversity. If anything defines our two million year long diet history, it's adaptability. The power to make food out of whatever our environment spits out at us, or rather, whatever we manage to wrestle from its grasp. We've infiltrated every corner of the globe, trekked through the most inhospitable of climes, devised hacks for turning any life form into something edible, and, for the most part, live to tell about it. That's pretty awesome. Go us! But more than just surviving, we've also managed to thrive on a wide spectrum of diets. And one of the most fascinating portals into that reality comes from the work of Weston Price, an early 1900s dentist who scoured the globe in search of isolated populations still eating their traditional cuisines, untouched by Western foods and ways. Though his focus was often tooth-centric, seeking out communities free from the dental decay ravaging Americans and trying to find out what made the healthiest mouth folks immune, his findings reached far beyond the realm of dentistry. In an expedition that'd be all but impossible to repeat today, Price encountered humans at their absolute prime, free from chronic disease, straight tooth without braces, cavity-free without floss and crest, strong, sturdy, happy, and healthy. And it wasn't just genetic luck of the draw either. Price also observed that as soon as those isolated populations switched over to, quote, nutrition of commerce, refined flours, sugars, vegetable oils, jams, canned goods, their health tanked just like the rest of the Western world. Through generations of trial and error, each community had found a combination of foods to build the healthiest bodies possible. Intrigued? Here's a snapshot of what some of the healthiest communities ate as mainstays, summarized from Price's book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. The Swiss of the Lichtental Valley. Fresh, hand-milled rye bread, raw cheese, butter, and milk from cows eating fast-growing alpine grass, which supercharged the dairy with vitamins, local vegetables, both fresh and preserved. The Native Americans of the Rocky Mountains. 
The organs and bones of wild game, particularly moose and caribou, muscle meat was typically fed to the dogs rather than used as human food, bark, tree buds, and other vegetation, particularly in the summertime. The Gaelics in the Outer and Inner Hebrides. Oats at every meal, mostly in the form of oat porridge and oat cakes. Local seafood, including fish, lobsters, crabs, oysters, and clams. Cod liver was particularly revered. Fresh vegetables in the summer, stored vegetables in the winter. The tribes in Eastern and Central Africa. Starchy foods like sweet potatoes, beans, corn, and millet. Fish, shellfish, and water plants. Wild game or domesticated goats and cattle used for meat and dairy. Insects like ants and locusts used in pies, puddings, or dried and ground into flour. The Eskimos of Alaska. Sea animals, particularly the organ meats, oils, and skin. Fish and fish eggs. Caribou and other land mammals. Vegetation collected in the summer and saved for the winter, including cranberries, kelp, water grasses, bulbs, ground nuts, and flower blossoms preserved in seal oil. So there you have it. No one counted carbs or fat. No macronutrient ratio was a universal sweet spot. The rye-eating Swiss hardly shied away from gluten, nor did the Aborigines get the memo that they were tragically deficient in healthy whole grains. The Gaelic's oats-with-every-meal habit flew in the face of paleo diet wisdom, while the Eskimos' meaty menu should have doomed them to disease, according to plant-based diet proponents. Cholesterol-rich organ meats and shellfish were prized rather than feared. Successful diets ranged from high-starch to starch-devoid, from meat-based to meat-scarce, from high-grain to no-grain. In other words, those traditional diets ran the gamut. Yet in every instance, they produced remarkably, enviously healthy groups of humans. Go figure. So what can we take away from that? Hear that on tomorrow's show. You just listened to part one of the post titled Exactly How to Figure Out What Diet is Right for You by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Again, we'll finish this post on tomorrow's show since it's on the longer side. 
And I think what Ben echoes here nicely is our frustration with the nutrition field. I am one of the so-called experts who likes to tout certain things, certain behaviors, certain diets for certain people. But he makes a good point that adaptability may really be the common thread through all of this. But again, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. One more time, whether you enjoy the topic of entrepreneurship or not, it would be great if you could come by our newest podcast and take a listen. It's called Optimal Startup Daily, and it covers some of the best blogs in the space. My brother and his friend are taking turns reading those posts to you, and you can hear how all of our podcasts came to be if you listen to episode zero. And of course, if you know any entrepreneurs, please share the podcast with them too. That's it for Monday's episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a wonderful start to your week. We'll continue this post tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.